0: Hello there, the All-Ireland Hurling semi-finals are upon us and the Camogie Championship is at quarter-final stage two. The hurlers of Limerick, Galway, Clare and Kakenny meet this weekend to battle it out for a place in the senior final. Tom Condon and Owen Larkin are with us on tonight's show. Fish Sheehan previews all the big Camogie action as well. That's all on the Championship. And let's get straight into it. A huge weekend of hurling and Tom and Owen join me. Owen, i just come to you first of all. There's not much hype about it, is there? It's All-Ireland semi-final time, but for all four counties, you're not hearing a whole pile. Is that good or bad or is it to be expected?
1: Yeah,
2: look, I I don't know whether it's good or bad or to be expected, but certainly down in Kilkenny here, it's very low-key. There's hardly anyone talking about the game. Uh, You know, there's not really a whole lot coming from the camp as regards injuries or or teams or like that. So, um, look, I'd say everybody's just kind of looking forward to it nervously, I suppose, because you know, it's a huge occasion. Um, you know, the winner obviously goes to an all Ireland final and the loser is out. And, you know, that's yeah. everybody wants to get to the all Ireland final and, and nobody wants to go out. So I'd say people are just uh, quietly nervous now and looking forward to Sunday.
0: Tom, I've no doubt that Limerick will clog up the N7 like they always do. But uh, from the outsider's point of view, you know, I, I, I'll be straight out about it, from a, a selfish journalistic point of view, God, you wouldn't even know there's games coming up if you're going outside the Hurling fraternity. Uh, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, as, as Owen said there, it has been kind of a small bit low-key compared to other years. Um, I just don't know, is that a bit of nervousness or what? Um, and like, even the, the Limerick team isn't even named there. I was trying to find it this morning because uh, the Galway one was named last night. But um, it seems to be low-key enough. There's, um, I see, on a couple of... Um, Facebook accounts and they're urging fans and stuff to start putting out flags and stuff like that, you mm. know, to kind of get the, I suppose, get the spirit going. But um, look, it'll take a life of its own. Once tomorrow comes, there'll be a mass exodus up the up the motorway and stuff. And you look, you're in for a feast of hurling the weekend
0: yeah you are the Limerick team Tom just as you uh, were chatting it's out to us so I think on the bench like you're looking at uh, well I suppose more importantly they have Kyle Hayes named at 6 anyway so look Akeem Lynch is back in at 11 as well they're the main talking points of that team and you're looking at the bench then you've got Cahill O'Neill is there uh, Graham Mulcahy is there Colin Cochlin is there and Conor Boylan is there so again it's a strong enough team oh, and I just get your reaction to that so like I mean we're, we're going straight into it Galway versus Limerick Crow Park tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock. Clock, that's too big. That's t- too big. Selections on uh, Lynch and Hayes uh, in the pivotal positions. What's your reaction to that?
2: Yeah, I suppose they were there were the big questions coming in. You know, who would they play at six, and uh, would Keen Lynch kind of start the game, or was he fitting up to start the game? Um, so obviously to be gone with Kyle Hayes, I didn't expect that they would. Uh, there was talk of maybe Garrod Haggerty going back or Colin Coughlin coming in. I didn't expect that Gareth Hegarty would go back centre-back right? and he's too influ- influential up the field. So, really, Kyle Hayes, I think, has played most of his hurling the wing back this uh, this year. So, obviously, shoving him in centre-back will be, you know, it'll be a huge plus. Um, obviously, Declan, Declan Hamlin is going to be a loss. You know, how big it'll be, we'll only find out tomorrow evening. But, um, look, it, it's, it's a huge game. And Keane Lynch back in centre-forward center as well. You know, is he fit enough to get, to get through to seventy minutes? Only time will tell that as well. But look, a uh, uh, player of that caliber, I don't think he can afford to leave him on the on the sideline for an All Ireland semi final.
0: Tom, I have a double barrel question to you in terms of Declan Hannan and his steadiness. Um, just to somebody who's played with him behind him, what does he bring to a team? And then secondly, I was half wondering would would, would Dan Morrissey go out to six, but they're they're obviously um, keeping him inside. What's your reaction uh, to that move and to what Hannan brings to the team?
3: Yeah, um, I suppose I suppose John just didn't want to upset the the team too much by moving around too many players to kind of f- fill that void that Declan is after leaving. But looking at it, it's probably the most reasonable choice of putting Kyle in there. He, he went in there at the second half of the Clare game, and I thought he he an absolutely uh, stormer of a game there. And um, you know, and Kyle has played centre back as well, uh, coming up through the the youth and underage and stuff like that. So I think he he will start in there fairly easy enough. And um, I'm not sure who's who, who was who was named halfback alongside him. That was the interesting one for me as well to Dier- see.
0: Dermot Burns and, and Garrod Hegarty's moved to seven.
3: Tom Garrod. Yeah, I know um, whether whether he'll start there now or not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and tomorrow evening, but um, yeah, look, it's interesting. Look, I suppose. Only John and him know that they've kept things fairly under wraps. Um, you don't get much change off them, and even off the lads like that, I'd be you'd be friendly with. Like you wouldn't ask them the question anyway, no, but like you. You, you you wouldn't get more them But by all accounts, Keane is supposed to be um, going fairly well in training. So I, I'd say he's only champing at the bit to get this uh, opportunity. Like um, he's had uh, what four weeks since the the monster final to get get in tip top uh, form and stuff like so. He he'll be raring to go. But look, Declan, he's just. Coolness personified. Like the man, he he doesn't he doesn't stress or he doesn't um, fault under pressure. And you just know he's always there. He's always an out ball, and he'll all, always make the right decision when he has the ball. He'll always deliver the, the best ball or take the right decision to give to the best man and stuff like that. But he's he's like he's he's a born leader in fairness to him, Like and look what he's done over the past few years. Like is just told its own story.
0: Yeah, i have the calculators calculators out trying to work out the formation of that Limerick team in terms of <laughs> whether they actually line up like that. But Owen, if you're if you're running Glennon or Kevin Cooney and you're on the Galway half forward line and you're seeing Hegarty and Deer McBurns wing backs, um, you're going to have plenty to think about. I mean, stopping them from scoring is probably going to be your first uh, job. Never mind getting under the,
2: the score sheet yourself. Yeah, it's kinda of, kind of a role reversal of a couple of years ago <laughs> that you know, forwards are actually thinking about defending more so than than, than scoring themselves but look I didn't I didn't expect that with that one as I said earlier on Gerard Hegarty going back to to wing back and, and Derrick Burns obviously on the other side it's it's kind of a formidable formidable half back line. it doesn't seem to get any weaker with Declan having no of it no. Uh, looking at on paper but look they're going to have their work out all over the field but obviously they're going to have to train uh, stem the tide of, of Hegarty uh, um, Kyle Hayes and, and Derrick Burns going forward you know mm-hmm. like the is probably averaging two or three pints a game. Garrod I know, in the forwards, is probably a- average, averaging the same. And Kyle Hayes is probably in or around that as well. So if you're getting maybe six or eight pints from your half-back line, you're going to find it very, very difficult to win uh, if, you're, if you're from Galway. So I think that, that that line is going to be key. And who Henry decides to to kind of give the job to uh, to train quite in that half-back line is going to have a big bearing on the game.
0: Tom, are you surprised that Tom Monaghan is not on the starting 15 for Galway? Like, I mean, he got let go uh, mm-hmm. maybe twenty twenty. Uh, by God, he worked very hard to get himself back into frame. Came on the last day against Tip, got two or three great points from play. I suppose they want something from the bench, but would you have started him, a man in form, like that?
3: Oh, 100%. Like, and and... In... Geez, he he is he's impressed me uh, greatly over the last year. or So like Joe, you know, he he was chipping in with three or four points a game from play from midfield, like and and that's a massive thing in 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 hurling this day and age. Like you need your, your midfielders going well. Um, yeah, look, maybe they want an impact from the bench. You just don't know. This still still a fairly strong team, like that they named last night. I, I think is it Dahi Burke has gone back full back, and Joe yeah. you know, I suppose he's trying to curtail uh, Aaron. In our own the square and stuff. But yeah, I, I would I would have expected Tom to be starting, John you know, are going up against look the all ireland champions and stuff. You want to go out with your strongest hand and maybe, you know, go hell for a litter at the start and see where, where where you end up.
0: Yeah, uh Owen, I'm looking at the Galway bench and to be fair, Finton Burke, um, Tom Monaghan, Connor Cooney, um, you know, they're they are there ready to come on. But my question to you is Will Galway be consistent enough for the 75 minutes plus to actually take down Limerick? Because it's going to take that at a bare minimum. And we haven't really seen it from them in spades in terms of consistency this season.
2: No, that's the, that's the big question, I suppose, is consistency. But if you go back over Galway over the last 10 or 15 years, that has been their Achilles heel as well. You know, they're not really consistent. You're wondering what Galway is going to turn up. And even if a good Galway turns up, you know, they seem to let, like in the in the round-robin game, they let Dublin... Get a ten point head start on them. Kilkenny were eight pints up. Now, in fairness, you could argue that they came back from it as well. You know, got a draw against Dublin and very, very nearly Kilkenny only for that late goal, obviously. But um, yeah, look, that's that's the big question. You know, they're going to have to be consistent throughout the game. They can't afford Limerick to, to let Limerick get a lead on them. It'll be too hard to peg back. And uh, you know, I think if they're if they're there thereabouts at the end of the game. You know They have a great chance. They'll have the impact from the bench. But look, they're going to need—they're going to need their, everyone. I'd say they're going to need 20 tomorrow evening. And you know, even at that, you know, you'd still have to fancy Limerick because Limerick—they still know how to win and go over and go over the line in in tight games. You know, not blowing anyone away this year like they did in previous years, but still they're able to just scrape the one or two point wins. And you know, that question question mark remains uh, on Galway. Can they do that?
0: The next day, then Tom, you've got a fairly, fairly spicy game. Clare Kilkenny Crow Park at four o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Tom Connor Cleary is at three. John Condon is at six. Tony Kelly is at eleven, and Shane O'Donnell is at fourteen. Now, poor Larky over there is probably uh, shifting uncomfortably seated at that spine, uh-huh. that central spine. But that's fairly impressive, isn't it, Tom? I mean, what a what a it's- central pivotal figure there, you know, with Peter Duggan, Ryan Taylor on the flanks and the wings.
3: Yeah, it, it, and the big question is, will will they start? Like, I know Connor was named there, Conor Cleary was named full-back the last game as so well, but he didn't start. Yeah. There's been doubts over John Conlon. Uh, will he be all right to play and stuff like that? So, look, on, we can only, I suppose, go on paper at the moment. But, yeah, it, it's a fairly formidable uh, spine. And I think that's the key factor in this game is if they are playing, I, I just think that um, they would be huge losses if they're not playing for for Cleary. They'll, they'll need it against Kilkenny like as look. Kilkenny or Kilkenny, they're they're dangerous. Um knock out in knockout champ horland uh, Harlan So I think Brian Lawn will need them to be starting and Claire will need him, I think, to to kind of push on and end if they're going to win.
0: Oh, and that's the bottom line, really, isn't it? If if those names that I called out, if they if they start, you'd nearly, from a neutral point of view, you'd nearly say Claire have the age in terms of informed central characters. But if if even two of them are missing you know, the, the, the momentum is tilted entirely the direction. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, well, that's it because, you know, as you as you pointed out there, Damien, um, they're pivotal figures, you know, full-back, centre-back, uh, centre-forward and full-forward, you know, and Connor Cleary has missed uh, obviously the last game with, with injury, so I'd expect like if Connor Cleary doesn't start, I'd expect TJ Reid maybe or, or Walter Welch if he's playing, to go into that full-forward position and bombard it with balls for the first, you know, maybe 10 minutes and see you know, can Kenny get an edge there. But look, as you as you said, we have to we have to take take it that he is going to start. He's named to start and, and John Conlon as well. But it's a formidable kind of central spine of, of a team. Uh, and as you said, then you have Rain Taylor and and Peter Duman, you know, on the flanks as well. It, like the the big question I'd have, I suppose, and and I know I followed them all, all over the place last year was are they gonna stick with Mikey Butler centre back if Tony Kelly stays centre forward? Yeah. You know. Because I say the dogs in the street know that Mikey Butler is going to pick up, Tony. And, you know, I just question whether, you know, is, is Richie Ree going to go back to, to cornerback if he's named uh, centre-back and Mikey Butler out to centre-forward to Mark, Tony, Kelly? You know, and I'd say Claire are probably going to have a plan for that as well. You know, if Mikey goes out on Tony, you know, is he going to take him a run for run around Crow Park and, and just drag him out again and not let him have the influence that he had last year? Um, and look... You know, I suppose Clare didn't play up to scratch either against Limerick. and still probably could have, could have won the game with five or six bad wides coming down the home straight. And obviously that, you know, free that wasn't. Um, but look, they're going to have to, I think they're going to have to up their game uh, against Kilkenny on Sunday because obviously Kilkenny just do what Kilkenny do. And then, you know, whether they're playing well or playing bad, they're, they're always in the game. And coming down the home straight is going to be, it's going to be crucial.
0: Tom, I think Owen just put his finger on it. There, you'd imagine Kilkenny will talk in; they'll keep in the game and they will look to pick Clare off um, as, as, and limit Tony Kelly's influence in terms of the game structure. Then in the matchups, like do you do you put Butler on Kelly? And from a perspective of minding the house against the likes of Shane O'Donnell and that, how important is that defensive platform to keep keep them in the game? Because Kilkenny then will invariably do what Kakenny teams have done over the last twenty years.
3: I think it's a no-brainer to put Mikey Butler and Tony Kelly with the job he did in him last year. Like, so you know, he he kept him quiet last year, and so you know, he's he's been playing well this year. He even popped up there with a goal as well. Like, so he can go forward too. So, like, I I definitely I would earmark him there to to take on Kelly. Like, no matter where he goes, look, Tony Kelly is not going to stay in one position. He's going to be moving all over the, the, the forwards like and what he does best like he, he tries to drift and ghost in around the defenses like and he could be corner forward, he could be half forward, he could be out midfield. But I, I I'd I'd still back Mikey Butler to go legs, and, yeah. and mark to, to do a job. And he has the legs, yeah, he and he, he's tenacious. Like he he attacks everything like he he's I, I just I'd rate him highly as, as a as a defender. Um yeah and then the other question then is what you do with Shane O'Donnell like he's he he's mm-hmm. Another man that's on in, in the form of his life at the moment, like and he he just has a knack of coming out with with what we call dirty ball, like winning breaks, winning rocks and stuff like that. And he, he's been a big, big um figure for Claire this year, like in, in, in their progression. And when when them two when Tony and Shane are playing well, Claire are normally playing well, like so it'll be interesting to see um what they do in regards to picking up them.
0: Yeah, owned But Martin Ford, he said this week that Derek uh, Ling taking over from Brian Cody was just like putting a hand into a glove. It's a it's a fine continuation. On would that dramatic Leinster final win, you know, after a relatively okay year up to that, would that have kind of rekindled the old values that 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 your old boss put in? Uh, would it have maybe energized the camp? Would it have, they, you know, did they celebrate it like it was an All Ireland final and they're entitled to do that? Would that Leinster final have been a major landmark on Derek Ling's journey, in your opinion?
2: Yeah, I think it will be. Um, you know, obviously they were delighted to win it uh, and especially in the manner that they did. But, you know, I think it's a, it's kind of a monkey off their back now that Derek Ling has the first trophy in the bag. Um, you know, that's there, done and dusted now. But I still t- think Derek Ling is is smart enough guy to, to say that, look, we were eight fights up on Galway we let him back into the game, could very nearly have have lost the game. So we've plenty of work to do now in in the four weeks that we have preparing for the All-Iron semi-final. You know, and and I'm sure the lads will have have realised that, you know, probably two or three days after a little bit of celebration, whatever, uh, they'd have knuckled down and said, look, we have to improve for the the All-Iron semi-final. And I'm sure they've done that over the last four weeks. Just going back to the Shane O'Donnell thing, you know Shane O'Donnell has had a fantastic year he's been brilliant for for Clare you know i wonder are Clare go- going to leave him in there on Hugh Lawler and just go man to man and see who comes out on top i doubt it you know i think i think Peter Duggan might slip in there and try and just you know quell the influence of Hugh Lawler and let Shane O'Donnell pick up on the breaks there you know around that i don't i don't think i, I don't think are prepared to you know sacrifice maybe Shane O'Donnell in a full forward on Hugh Lawler and just leave Mount in the corner and maybe work off the brakes of Peter, Peter Duggan and, and maybe Ryan Taylor on the other side as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, Tom spoke about uh, Tony Kelly just roaming around the place. And that's why he does, you know. But you can't leave, Kenny can, can't afford to leave the centre open either. So they're going to have to have someone there at all times. But like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see what way it, it works out. In in one word, on. Ah, look, I, I'm not going to go away from Kilkenny, obviously. Look, I think Clare are probably the farm team coming in uh, and probably deservedly favourites. But, you know, Kilkenny okay. being Kilkenny, I think they're able to, to grind it out and um, hopefully they can get over the lane by a couple of points. Final word to you, Tom?
3: Yeah, I, 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 I fancy uh, Limerick-Kilkenny All Ireland final. I think that both teams will, two or three-point wins. Um, I think, Look, it's going to be tight. They're going to be tight battles at is. Um, but I, I I think Limerick just have enough to scrape over the line to to get to edge out the yeah. to, the, the win, and I think Kilkenny I think will, will do what they do best, like and they'll absolutely bombard there for the first 15, 20 minutes, and I think they'll they'll have enough to, to hold on.
0: Tom Owen, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again before the All Ireland final time. Thank you guys. Now, delighted to be joined by Aoife Sheehan to look ahead to the big Camogie quarterfinals this weekend. Aoife, how are you? Hi Damien, how are things? Good, it's very, very busy and the Camogie Championship is shaping up nicely. as Just your thoughts on it so far Aoife?
1: Yeah, I suppose being honest, Damien, it's it's kind of been forgotten about a little bit. Um, but look, there has been very exciting games, um, you know, going on. And even if we look at the progress that Chipperary have made, you know, they they drew Chip or Kilkenny last weekend, which was something that evaded them all along. So yeah. they're they're I suppose sitting nice now in the quarterfinal this weekend, playing Antrim. Um, Cork are kind of progressing nicely as well. They're they're in the quarterfinal against Kilkenny. I suppose they're the two big games that we're going to talk about. But I suppose it's much at the same. Um, Waterford are through to the semifinals, um, straight, they're straight through to the semi-finals, and Galway are straight through to the semi-finals, And we have Antrim as well, that I've just mentioned. So, you know, it's it's um it's shaping up nicely. It's always at the business end, anyway, to be honest. Things get going, you know. I mean, the group stages kind of handle themselves, but it's now, I suppose, that, you know, a bit like the other two championships that, that everything gets going as well
0: yeah we'll get into Saturday's game so Aoife because you've set the scene very well and it's nearly a revival game for two counties there isn't it the All-Ireland quarterfinal that's Antrim versus Tip Crow Park at 3.30 and like it's not too long ago a couple of decades ago where Antrim re- were nearly regraded back junior against some of the players probably wishes um, Tipperary then as you you mentioned in the show last year could they get back up the ladder they're slowly getting there this game won't be a foregone conclusion. Tipperary probably would have appreciated the, the extra couple of weeks break to get directly into a semi-final. It hasn't worked out like that. How do you see it going, Aoife?
1: Well, for Tipperary, I suppose, and I've I've backed them the last few years to, to go a step further and make, you know, make that final appearance. But I think under Dennis Kelly this year, they just seem to have an extra bit of, and I don't know if it's belief or mm-hmm. if it's confidence or, you know, whatever it is, but they, they seem to have it. Last weekend was huge for them. They... They could have kicked on, they could have beaten Kilkenny, but they didn't lose to Kilkenny, you know, it ended in a draw. And that was that was key even for them in just insofar as that that was something that they couldn't do in championship in the last few years. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, on the opening day in the league, they beat Galway. So, you know, they have a few scalps taken. They've won the Munster Championship, which is separate to the um, All-Ireland series. So, you know, things are going well for Tipperary. Um, from an Antrim point of view, another side that I actually really, really enjoy watching. Um, they're just hampered, I feel, this year. It could be a little bit too soon for them by a few injuries. There's a girl that plays with them, Maeve Kelly. She got the player of the game a couple of years ago in the intermediate final. She's a brilliant player, but she's, she's out this year. They're missing Chloe Drain from their full back line. They're just missing a few, but they still, you know, they have Katrine Dobbin up in the forwards. Um, Anya McGill's a very young player. Like they've won four, I think, minor titles in the last, maybe whatever it is, five years in... The minor A Shield series. Um, I think it's it's probably called, but they've you know they've got good talent coming through. They've great a great school system as well. Um, so it's it's not going to be a foregone conclusion for Tipperary just to turn up or anything like that because I suppose when some people saw the draw they thought oh that's that's a nice one for Tipperary to progress to the semi-final but I I don't think they'll have it all their own way but I do think it could be a little bit soon for Antrim this year to um, to get the win over Tipperary.
0: Yeah I think that's a good reading it Aoife and even like the Tipperary girls would be fairly grounded by the fact that in the club championship as well Eel and Drum you know they met in horrendous conditions if I can remember that game properly and you know Drum knew all about it that day as well Aoife.
1: They do. And you know, I mean, Lockheed, I mean, they have been fantastic as well in the um, in the club championship. The Cross and Passion School are another big story up there as well. You know, they've contested senior A finals. Um, Elaine Dowds is the manager of the Antrim team. She was a former player, but she's also connected to that cross and passion school. So there's nice little sprinkles, nice little collections. Um here and there, but an awful lot of work going into Antrim Camogie, and even after their their minor title, they beat Limerick this year in the minor A shield. You know, their manager. It was all about just progressing girls through to compete at senior A. It's all they want in Antrim is to get back up, get back contesting, and you know, bringing that tradition back again in Antrim Camogie at senior level.
0: Sunday is going to be absolutely massive. Like it's it's amazing to think that one of these will be would be gone. Uh, one thirty p.m. Cork versus Kilkenny. Take it away, Eva, because I don't know where you'd even start with a game like this.
1: Oh, it was when I saw the draw, I was like, oh, this. Is is, this is great because you know it's just in a quarter final. Do we think we'd see Kilkenny and Cork playing? Um, and like it's always been a point maybe that has separated them in the last couple of years, especially. I think you have to go back to 2021, um, since Cork beat uh Kilkenny, so it's, it's going to be massive, I think, for Cork. It's, it's been a funny kind of season for them, you know, and they're slow to start in a lot of games still. Like last year, you know, it was well documented, their semi-final against Waterford, you know, they didn't score, was it, for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And it's been, they're a bit slow to start as well. Now, they had a great win over Clare at the weekend, but Kilkenny are going to be a lot different than... And um player, you know, this weekend, Damien. So yeah. it's um and but for car point of view, they have Ashley Thompson coming back to the bench. They have Laura Hayes coming back to the bench, both of them were injured. Ashley had a cruise shit and apparently she's done an awful lot of work to get back. So so they're two key players. Then you look at the other side, Kilkenny, you know, they're down Miriam Walsh, like who was like just such a huge player for her. She dragged them over the line last year against Cork. Um, she was their, you know, focal point in the full forward line. So they're down her. But look, you can never bet against or back against um, Kilkenny either. I mean, they have the hurlers. They, they just find a way a lot of times. And th- this is going to be a point either side again, Damien. And it's wherever you want to, you know, hang your hat at the weekend, I think, <laughs> where it's going to go. Because it's going to come down to that. I don't see either team you know, flying off three or four or five points uh victory. It's it's gonna be a fine margin. Yeah. And look, we'll- Kilkenny as well. They need to come out and support their their women as well on Sunday. You know, get into the match early. Get, get you know, get, make a bit of noise for them because you know they deserve it. they they've given them some great days out in the Comóvá scene, and um, I think that could help them as well. Getting a good vocal support behind them, I suppose. From that will be just a little bit of a disadvantage for the, the Cork crew, I think, on Sunday.
0: So, like Cork, Kilkenny is too close to call, and you fancy a tip maybe to edge the other one Aoife And just a final word. With the overall championship like Kilkenny it took them a while to get on top and they could never stretch too far ahead it is a small pack but it's a, it's a very close pack isn't it there's not much between any of the top three or four
1: No there isn't um, and look I don't even know did I mention Waterford but they're mm. kind of sitting quietly in the semi-final as well which which um, you know wouldn't be wouldn't be gas if if whoever wins between Cork and Tip or sorry Cork and Kilkenny they end up playing Galway maybe in a semi-final I don't know what way the draw goes and that but could we have a new finalist eventually you know since I think we've to go back to Wexford to see someone different besides the yeah. the, the top three, but it's um, yeah. Look, I'm looking forward to um, to the game. and going tomorrow um, to the Antrim and Tipperary game before the Limerick hurling match. And um, you know, it's 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 it still is probably our top three. But who knows? We we could look at could a Tipperary or a Waterford be there thereabouts in the, in the final Sunday in the Camogie Championship too. You, you just wouldn't know. Okay.
0: Eva Sheen, thanks so much and enjoy the weekend. That's it for now, folks. Thanks to our producer, Gary Moran. Dave Gibson was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler, mind yourselves, we'll chat again next weekend.